0: Hey, Welcome to the drop everything podcast. I'm Scott show.
1: I'm Jane Russell.
0: And today is our first episode. We're going to be making a podcast that's kind of a, a casual listening for executive assistance, something to zone out to while you're working. Do you ever just throw on headphones and zone out while you're working?
1: I do. Yeah. That yep. way, when people come to my desk, they know that I'm busy. Right, yeah. I
0: love doing it with expense report. I feel like I got that expense report at the end of the month, oh, and I'm yeah. just, like, alert, and I'm just, like, okay, I'm putting out some headphones, I'm zoning out, let's keep it light, let's keep it fun, let's learn about our teammates, okay? Yeah. So, learning about Jade in a little, what are your favorite hobbies to do when you're not working?
1: Um, favorite hobbies? Does watching Netflix count? Uh, yeah, I'm no <laughs> kidding, that's,
0: like, half of my life outside of
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> binge-watching Netflix. Um, I like cooking. Um, One thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I'm really into basketball. Not playing basketball, but watching basketball. So I... Heavily follow the NBA. Like oh. I know all of the players. Um, I watch like sports analyst shows in the morning before I get ready for work.
0: I feel like I sit around a lot of people that do that and I'm so lost in the conversation. Like my team prints out brackets every year. Yeah. And we're just like, you know, I'll just pick anything for me. It's just like run the gauntlet, see how we do. Yeah. So, what is the best trip you've ever been on in your life?
1: Best trip. Um, Well, one thing about me, so I actually don't have my passport, so I have lots of exciting trips that I want to take outside of the country. Um, But one trip that really stands out is when I was 15 years old, I went to Sturgis, which is the biggest motorcycle rally in the United States. Um, And so uh, we went to South Dakota. We rode motorcycles, me and my family, um, all the way to South Dakota, uh, and then attended this very... BA type of motorcycle rally. Wait, what's a BA rally? Bad A S S. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, <laughs> I didn't gotcha. want to say that no, on, no, the yeah. say on the okay. podcast. Say badass on the podcast. this badass motorcycle like rally. B-A, I'm
0: like, what? You're like what's a B-? I know.
1: I was like, I don't know if I should like That's swear. fine.
0: Uh, I used to travel a bunch, and then one year I accidentally left my passport in my jeans when I washed them.
1: Oh, it was no. awful. And
0: I let it go through the dry as well. So if it goes through the wash itself, I feel like it's salvageable. Yeah. You can let it dry, but it went through the dry and just shredded the entire passport. And ever since, I've just been too lazy to get it renewed.
1: How much do you have to pay to get a new passport? I don't think it's that
0: much. Like, I looked yeah. into the process, and my friends are cute. They always, like, push me. It's like, just get it, get it over with Yeah, when you need it in the Seattle airports in a couple years. And, I've just, and we live right by there. I, I yeah. really need to just bite the bullet and do it. I do,
1: too. It's like, everyone's like, you need to have a passport. And I'm like, well, I will get a passport when I plan a trip. <laughs>
0: So, did you like actually go on a motorcycle during these trips? Were you like, mm-hmm. were you participated or? Were you yeah, like, I obviously was
1: too young to be driving my own motorcycle. Um, but I grew up with grandparents and parents who had motorcycles. Um, so I've been, I've probably clocked, I don't know, 50 to 60 plus hour trips oh on God. motorcycles that when I was crazy. younger.
0: I, um,. Yeah, those are, they've always scared me. I feel like growing up with someone in the medical industry in your family, they're always like, don't do it, yeah. don't do it. And I remember going on a date with someone who tried to pick me up on a motorcycle once, and I was like, nope. I was like, I'm good. I, was, I very literally <laughs> met them at the restaurant. I was yeah. like, I'll see you there. I'm going to catch an <laughs> see you in a bit. That's What's so your funny. scariest experience that you've had on a motorcycle?
1: Um, scariest experience would probably be... Um, when I was, like, 17, 18 years old, we took a trip to Montana, um, and we were riding uh, in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden, we saw a moose on the side of the road. Oh, God. Um, and it was very close to us, and if you know anything about yes. moose, they're very aggressive, and they're very fast, and they could easily and outrun a yeah, motorcycle. Yeah, and if <laughs> you have
0: not seen a moose in real life, I feel like the first time I saw one, Yeah. you think it's a large animal but when you see it in real life they're gigantic yeah so much bigger than you're picturing yeah it
1: it was terrifying and so I just remember um I was on the back of my grandpa's wife's motorcycle um and she is like normally someone who never speeds but we were all speeding like 100 miles per hour to just try and get away from that situation as possible Uh, it was terrifying
0: and so let's just, you know, keep going with the anxiety theme here after the yeah. scariest experience on a motorcycle. What do you, what stresses you out? Maybe not so much at work, what you do at home, whatever. What keeps you up at night?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I am what you call a control freak.
0: Mm. And so. Fitting for our role. <laughs> yeah, right. I know.
1: Um, and so being a control freak, pretty much everything stresses me out um, because I want things to be done a certain way. Um, and so I stress about, like, the stupidest stuff, like traffic. Like, you can oh, ask God. my executive. Yeah. Like, he has made jokes before. Like, when I'm sick and I refuse to go home, um, he'll be like, I'll just tell you that there's traffic and I know that you'll leave because you'll be stressed out about traffic. I can't I could never ear. carpool with anybody because they would not. <laughs> I'm a different person when I drive, never especially show that, in this. N-
0: never, never show that face <laughs> Exactly. Us. So how do you unwind from all that stress after work? What do you, what do you like to do to just relax?
1: Um, well, going back to Netflix, I like to go home, watch Netflix.
0: What are your favorite shows? Like, what type of shows?
1: Um... I have a bunch. I actually just binge watched the Sabrina show.
0: Oh, yeah, that was like good. the first two seasons. Yeah, I, liked it. Um,
1: I started last Sunday and I finished the entire first two seasons nice. like yesterday.
0: <laughs> I binge watch like criminal reality shows. Oh, yeah. Where I'm not sure if it's helping me unwind. Yeah. Or if I'm becoming more anxious about people like potentially being murderers around me. Yeah, I, don't know. I know.
1: I just binge watched Mindhunters. Oh, my God. A few yeah. weeks ago. I just started
0: so it. Good. Yeah, I need to... I just want to, like, watch it again. Uh, Yeah, I definitely need to go into that one.
1: Um, And then on top of binge watching, of course, um, I also like to unwind by drinking a glass of wine um, and dog snuggles. Oh, what kind of dog do you have? I have a boxer.
0: Oh, they're so goofy. I love them. Yeah, he
1: is literally my child and, like, the love of my life. He's (laughs) the light of my world.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. So... Since this is an EA podcast, we can go into work a little. Um, you started off on the facilities team here, and then you mm-hmm. transitioned to the EA role. What was the hardest part about that transition? And then what do you enjoy most now about the new role?
1: Um, the hardest part about that transition was just it was a very big change. Um, so I was very junior when I started. I was at the front desk for a year. Um, and then I went from being in a team where we did a lot of events, events, um, The facilities team is very team-oriented. In order to be successful, that's what they have to be. Um, And then moving to an EA role, um, you can be pretty isolated in that role because you're not really so much a part of a team. Um, Granted, you're a part of the admin team, but we all are in our own worlds, do our own things, support different teams. Um, And so I felt very isolated the first few months just between that transition and then also... Um, completely learning a totally new role, going from the front desk to being an admin. Granted, there's a lot of skills from the front desk that helped me oh, yeah. transition faster than I think if I were to be someone who came from outside of the company. Um, but it was definitely a big change.
0: How do you like the new role comparatively? Are you loving it? Or are you?
1: Yeah, I love it. I'm almost been in my admin role for two years, Be two years and a couple weeks, Um, And I love it. I really enjoyed being at the front desk because it gave me the opportunity to get to know um, multiple people in different teams. Um, And when I first came to Zillow, I didn't know exactly what my next steps would be. I was um, in a position where I wanted to change my career direction. And so it was kind of my foot in the door to good company. Um, And then just through being at the front desk for that year, I found out that um, I was really passionate about going into the admin world because I thought that was kind of the best next step for me um, to kind of explore even more because I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do but I knew that I could get a lot of experience being an admin. Oh yeah. Um, and I have, you know, I've learned so much. Um, and I hear
0: you're working on some fun projects. Yes, what, yeah. What are you like working on?
1: Um, so I originally, um, I've always been really passionate about HR um, just because I care about people. Like I want to, um, you know, create programs that Um, help people build their careers, that help support people, Um, you know, things that make employees happier to be at work and things to help them. Um, And so when I transitioned to my admin role, my exec asked me, you know, what do you want to do? Like, what are your passions? I said, people. I care about people. I care about helping people with their careers, like career development. Um, And so he tasked me with a really big project which was to create a career development program for our entire org Um, it was a very yeah it was a very big learning opportunity because um, trying to build something from absolutely nothing our organization did not have anything that's not a small org no it's not that's a
0: lot of different positions yeah
1: and especially like supporting um, an org with engineers career development is not necessarily always a priority because they always have this constant pressure of like the You know, the products that they're building and the tools that they're building Mm -hmm. and all of that. And so it's, there's so much pressure from that that they don't really get to focus on their yeah. careers. And I feel
0: like at our company, for the longest time, it's been, uh, you know, people pushing their own careers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you schedule your check-in with your manager. And, yeah. you, and now mm-hmm. we're kind of starting to come from the other direction, where it's like, no, managers should be promoting growth from within. We need to have these development plans. We yeah. need to be done, document- which is great. I love it.
1: Yeah, and that was definitely something that we wanted to focus on, because... Uh, The learning and development organization already had tools that they had created where employees had the opportunity to take the initiative in their career development, Um, but our teams weren't taking advantage of that. And over and over again in the employee survey, um, our teams were saying that they didn't feel like they had career development conversations with their managers. Um, And so, you know, the first place we started was how do we get managers and employees to have these conversations because employees are supposed to be driving the conversations but they're not and they're unhappy that they're not having those conversations and so we're like well how about let's figure out a program where managers take the initiative and they make sure that the employees have the career development plans and then from there employees can hopefully our plan was to align it with the LND program um, so that managers were owning their tasks that we were giving them and then also employees felt inspired um and felt the ownership to go after their own career developments as well um, once they had those plans and those conversations with their managers that's awesome and i know
0: and i think this is slowly being rolled out through a lot of zillow now where lnd is reaching out i know like econ is starting to work on some of that but wow that's great to hear yeah if you're not working on that with your team maybe you should (laughs) 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 um fun note what is your best story Maybe like creepiest person, funniest person, weirdest moment at the front desk that you had while you were there?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I had lots of stories. We did actually, for the longest time, um, have somebody who was um, stalking one of our employees. um, And he would come in regularly. Um, And so having to deal with that situation was very uncomfortable um, because it was somebody who actually... Um, had worked with that employee in the past. Mm -hmm. And so they were just coming back and back. And it was very scary because the person had actually and this is sad but the person had actually had a brain injury oh, no. and so it was like kind of balancing that of like yeah. being respectful being nice and like not trying to upset them right um but then also of course like they're asking they're demanding to see this employee who they were stalking right um and i couldn't i'm not going to put that employee right, in that situation Yeah, like um, one of
0: my murder documentaries. yeah Thank right you know. <laughs> yeah
1: that individual probably came back um in the year that i was at the front desk i probably interacted with them at least six or seven different Jeez. times
0: I'll say, I remember, I think mine is one time I was at the front desk. I'm not sure if it was you or a bat at this time. I yeah. I think it may have been a bat. And this, like, drunk girl wandered into the office. And I remember coming up to the front desk and, I like, seeing, like, one of you guys, like, kind of, like, frozen. Like, what is going on? And And yeah. this girl comes out. She's like, this girl snuck into the office. And I think this is one of the reasons we got security in the end, by the way. <laughs> Came to the office and she was like... Clearly a little, like, on something. And she's like, my boyfriend works for Zillow, and I left my bag on one of these floors. That was me. Was that you? Yep. Because I
1: remember, because (laughs) she went into the bathroom, and I remember one of the executives tasked Mindy, Mindy, if you're listening to this, uh, tasked Mindy to go into the bathroom because they, (laughs) like, executives had noticed that this individual who didn't seem like she should be there was in the bathroom for a long time. Um, and it was this whole thing, and I remember she came to the lobby, and me and a few other um, people from the facilities team were trying to get her to leave. Um, and she was like, "My boyfriend is here. Like, I left my bag. It's on." Um, you know, we were talking, 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 and then she described like the place, and I was like, "I think you're talking about Frolic at Motif." And she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> the Frolic, bar,
0: the bar block. Yeah, away. <laughs> exactly."
1: And she, I, and so I was like and she's like yeah exactly i'm like yeah no you're in the wrong building Uh,
0: yeah and she's
1: just like oh and just like turned around and walked out
0: i just love how when (laughs) i got down there too i think it was katie one of our executives literally showing her around looking (laughs) for her bag and i'm like oh my gosh this poor exec has better things to do than show around a drunk woman to get her bag yeah yeah that was great um so if you weren't in ea currently what would your dream job be if you could do anything you wanted
1: Uh, my dream job would be to own, um, a dog rescue.
0: Aw, that'd be so fun. Yeah. If only I wasn't allergic, I would just be breaking out all the time. But I love them.
1: That is heartbreaking that you're allergic to dogs.
0: (laughs) It was the worst. Growing up, I'm getting allergy shots for years now. Like, growing up, I would go to my friends' houses and play with them. Yeah. And if they would lick me, my arm would just break out. But if I washed it with soap, it would go away, like, fairly immediately within five minutes. And then I'd just go play with the dogs. Again, my friends would be like, Scott, what are you doing? Stop (laughs) playing with the dogs.
1: That would be me. I'm a big animal softy. I actually, um, my whole life, I always wanted to, like, as a kid, my dream job was to be, like, a veterinarian. Um, And I even was going to go to school for it, but my parents told me, hey, like go work in an animal hospital. Just make sure you before like, you like dedicate yeah. a bunch of years in school, just make sure that that's what you want to do. Um so I worked at a 24-hour emergency animal hospital oh for a year and a half and every single day I wanted to go home and cry it's because so it's heartbreaking. it's heartbreaking and I didn't realize how thick skin you have to have in order to work in that industry. I was like, "Oh, you just get to like work with a bunch of animals and do all sorts of fun stuff and it's like" Most of the time, it's not fun stuff. It's sick animals. Um, And so I realized very quickly that that wasn't the right path for me. So I always told myself, like, I would get kind of a normal job that didn't require me being sad all the time about animals. Um, And then when I retire, I'm going to own my own animal Uh, rescue. Yeah,
0: like a little rescue, something happy where you're Mm not taking care of sick I went through a really similar experience with just regular college where I was a psychology major. Super unique, I know. Um, And I interned here at, like, it was a drug research clinic where basically they would, like, test antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. And they would give it free to the patients as long as they came back to therapy and they would rate the drugs, yada, yada. But I had to, when I was interning, they made me sit in on a few of these intake sessions. It was brutal. I mean, listening to people just, like, spill their guts, um, you know, right away, they're like, the first thing you have to learn is just, like, you know, leave your feelings at the door, or this field would just tear you apart. And I was like, I I can't do this. I can't, like, listen to these people breaking down every day and hold. I have enough problems, like, holding myself together. Yeah, (laughs) I would want to just
1: give everyone a hug. Like, I'm sorry. Right? It's like (laughs) Which um, obviously isn't appropriate as a psychologist.
0: Jaden, thank you so much for joining me on the first episode of the Drop Everything Podcast. So until next time, remember to always have a plan.
1: And be ready to drop everything. And be ready to drop everything. For some reason, I am like, can't remember if I'm supposed to say everything or anything. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I have to say before be ready? <laughs> All right, I got it. All right, well, thank
0: you. Gone, okay. Jaden, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on our first episode. Joining us, okay, we're doing it. <laughs>